Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms call our Max when the Pro Max is M1. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. Now, I, I think we got to start out tonight by discussing our unintentional and negligent uh, scheduling conflicts that we neglected yes. to realize existed. And that is yes. that in about 26 hours, I'm going to be going to Hawaii with my girlfriend, so I'm going to be gone for a week. Now, that would put us out for next Sunday. Um, and so that's the 14th. No, no dark mode on the fourteenth. But then, whoopsie, what's after? What's after that, Noah? What, what do we got going on after that, huh? Uh, so for the next two Sundays, the twenty-first and the twenty-eighth, I will be at home on the other side of the country, and my side more, of the country. Uh, importantly, yes, your side of the country, my my previous side, and uh, more importantly, more pertinently, my. Uh, equipment will not be there because yes. I'm not going to lug a bunch of stuff on the plane. Yes, and I'll have my equipment on the 21st, but not on the 28th, most likely. Or actually, I don't know. I might be there, but I don't want to do a solo dark mode. Then it would only be yeah. dark or mode. You know, it's we can't have one or the other. It's got to be both. So, can't have that. So as it turns out, you've now just tuned into the one and only podcast for November. Yeah. Oh God. We're really good at this. This I mean, I've been I've been thinking this for a while, but haven't had the courage to say it out loud. No, the, the, our podcast is essentially just um our weekly FaceTime call that we pass off as a podcast, isn't it? Honestly, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. At all. But you know what? Apparently, inexplicably, some people enjoy that. So if you're one of those people, hey, why but also <laughs> thanks because here we are two white guys talking into microphones we're very cool and special oh yes no one's ever done this before it's true now speaking of cool and special <laughs> oh hello what's uh there hey what's been going on the last week and a half or two weeks i don't know how to count two weeks yeah look at that We've had some new yes, MacBooks. Sir. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've been working like an absolute dog, making a buttload of videos. Yep. I've got another one coming tomorrow, which is comparing three different specced 14-inch MacBook Pros. And let me tell you, Noah, old buddy, old pal, there's more differences uh -huh. than you would think. Way more. Really? Yeah. Really? You know what? I can't hold my tongue anymore. There's there's 200 people watching right now, and I mean I just I gotta have some spoilers. I mean still watch the video, I hope, but I tested the base model with the 8 plus 14 double bend M1 Pro, the mid tier mm -hmm. one with the normal 10 plus 16 M1 Pro, and the mm -hmm. 24 core GPU M1 Max, and all of them had different battery life different thermal performance and different fan curves all of them that really? there was no overlap isn't that weird really yep and they were noticeable not like uh you know margin of error like noticeable differences like like probably you'll get twice the battery life on the base model or maybe 50% more battery life compared to the 24 Wow. GPU. That's no, a it's, big it, yeah. difference. After my test, I was at like 40% on the base model and 17 on the 24 core. And huh, you know what's weirder? That's really than, you know what? It gets weirder, dude. It gets w literally weirder. Oh, geez. When running back to back Cinebench tests, a CPU test that only stresses the cpu now i don't know but i don't know if you noticed this fellas but the cpu and the m1 pro the m1 max are identical they're exactly the same 
So can someone please explain to me why the M1 Max uses more battery when running a CPU test? And not hmm. uh, not a small amount. 7% over three runs, over half an hour. 7% difference. 7% difference over a half an hour yeah. of running a benchmark. A CPU really. benchmark, of which their performance is the same and their CPUs are the same. That's really interesting. Right? No, it's mm. it's very, very strange. Someone said because stress tests. Uh, oh, no way. But yeah, like... Obviously, it's going to use the battery, but it should use the same amount of the battery. That's what I'm saying here, folks. Like, I don't get I don't get what that's all about. It's very confusing to me. Yeah, it's really, really weird. But in terms of... In, ter in terms of, my, like, my overall findings so far, I am glad that I got a 16-inch because... The performance on the 14 and the 16 has been pretty consistent. Certainly with the M1 Pro, it's like identical. But the, the thermals and the fans are definitely not as good on the 14. And I don't know about you, Noah, but we have... So Noah and I have the exact same computer now. They're identical. So it's the... Frankly, it's the Apple uh, sucker edition of the MacBook Pro. <laughs> yes. That's what we've purchased here, Noah. Um, <laughs> yep. so we, we spent four grand on our laptops, which was really rather foolish. Uh, so it's the highest end model, 32 core M1 max, 64 gigabytes of Ram, one terabyte SSD. Good God. Um, 64 gigabytes of Ram was pr possibly one of the dumbest purchases of my life. Some people can use yeah. it. But by God, I will never find out how because I, I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm definitely in the same boat. Like when we were when we were purchasing them live on the stream, I was like, oh, geez, I feel like yeah. I got to like, oh, I got to click all the buttons. And you got to click the like, buttons. That was that. Like... It was a four hundred dollar <laughs> button click that we had there. That's what it was. Yep. And for what? Yep. For what? Yeah, we were literally like, ah, full send it, send it, send it. We got to get everything. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, it's a unified memory. Also, the Macs, here's the thing. Here's the thing, dude. Apple, especially now with ridiculously fast SSDs, they just use swap memory anyway. So, like, it doesn't even matter what RAM you get. Like, seriously, I, I don't know. I mean... I haven't done super thorough RAM testing, but I will tell you, I have not noticed, like in my 14-inch review that you'll see tomorrow, I I mean, <laughs> I literally forgot to include RAM because it made no difference. I, I couldn't even tell. 16 versus 32, let alone 64. How the heck? I, half that RAM could be just like fake yeah. chips that they put on there to fool me, and I just never know. Like, they could have just changed the software number to, say, 64, and I'd be like, yeah, oh, that's okay. honestly true. Yeah, that sounds right, right? What if they did that? Noah, we've just cracked open yep. a conspiracy theory. I think it's... Could you imagine? No, exactly. No one would ever know. No one would ever They'd use never that be much able to memory. figure it out. No one uh, would ever know. What? I mean, what, what, what was I thinking? What did I do that for? 64 gigs. You see, for 400 bucks... I could have had two terabytes of storage. That's, you know, I can fill up. I don't, I don't know how to fill up the RAM, but I can sure as heck fill up storage really quick. I mean, let me tell you, folks. That is true. Um, I mean, my okay, so my intention, my intention with the 16-inch is to use that as my primary computer. Like, that's it. And that was the reason why I didn't necessarily think I needed to spend money on storages because I edit on a RAID hard drive. Well, it's four hard drives, really. Um, and, oh, no. Noah. Noah, I'm filling up big gig. Yeah. So. Oh, really? Uh, for context, 
ladies and gentlemen, Big Gig, which is a bit of a tongue twister, is the name of my raid array that I've been using for the whole year so far. It's 48 terabytes, and I currently have 27 terabytes available, which is actually fine. Like, I think I'm going to be good on this for another eight or nine months. I could, like, carry a child to term before I fill up this this hard drive. <laughs> no, no, I could. Trust me. I don't me. know if you could do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you... So, you, let me okay. just see. Interesting. I got to look at... Interesting. I, 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 You know what I have not done that was really rather stupid of me is I need to check on the health of this system here okay no errors let's go ha 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 this is huge ha <laughs> huh. but you got that back in yes like february I or think it march was february, like right when right? we uh, moved into the old office so yeah so it wasn't yeah but that i mean it's been less than a year in your on... uh you're filling it the, up. The problem you're, you're is editing there. on hard drives is so much reading and writing that you'll just like annihilate them. Like I had on on my old the way I used yeah. to do it was I just had like a buttload of just like those Seagate eight terabyte plug and play drives, which first of all slow as crap, just awful. The nice thing with RAID hard drives is yeah. I get like twelve hundred. 1200 to 1500 megabytes per second read write because it's using all four hard drives at once and it's way 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 faster than the right. you know 50 that I would get before um but also I mean those those 8 terabyte drives would last me a couple of months and they would be like if I one time I got a 14 terabyte and because it took me longer to fill it up by the by the end of those 14 terabytes um, it was not reliable. Like, I think I was fully on my way to killing that drive. Really? But that's no longer an issue. Oh, jeez. And as such, um, I don't need a ton of internal storage, um, at least until I have to buy another couple of drives for my RAID array. And so I'm going to just use... I'm just going to use the MacBook Pro docked to a monitor which one who knows and that's gonna, that's just that's what i'm gonna do because it's so, i mean it's so fast mm. dude it's faster than my ten thousand dollar imac pro like significantly more than twice in video editing more than twice yeah yeah you can't pass that up yeah i mean you actually that's noah you has now edited more than i have on the the new M1 Max, which is not, you know, the sentence that you would expect to hear. But frankly, I've been so busy, I have not had time to, like, move my workflow over. Like, when you try to get videos out really fast, moving over to a new laptop, it might seem trivial, but it does interrupt the workflow. I also don't currently have, like, a decent monitor to plug the thing into, and I don't like editing on laptops. So I, I I just have not really seriously hmm. edited like a full workflow on it, but Noah has because you just had a video up, uh, just went up yesterday, right? You want to uh, walk yeah, us through yesterday that? Yesterday afternoon. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I. Uh, I was working on a video about uh, the developer experience, or I think I called it like the programmer's perspective uh, on the new MacBook Pros, the M1 Max. Uh, so I looked at uh, the developer ecosystem, like software compatibility, that kind of stuff. I ran some benchmarks, of course, talked about the overall design. You got to have the benchmarks. It's Everyone true. loves, that's what I said in my video. Everyone loves the numbers. You got to have the numbers. Um I mean, you know, the benchmarks, I, I have, you know, my opinions on benchmarks, but at the end of the day, you get some numbers and you can compare them to other numbers and, you know, it gives you, gives you some sort of an idea of what's going on. Um, and then, you know, I talked about the overall design of the, of the, the, the new MacBook Pros and, you know, 
wrapped it up with my final and, conclusion. I mean, your findings basically were that the the new MacBooks are mostly overkill. Yeah, I found. I guess I would say basically my final conclusion was that the the fully maxed out M1 Max MacBook Pro tongue twister. <laughs> I know, I know. The, the the fully maxed out one is 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 definitely overkill and uh bas- basically what I said was I really like the new design. I like the the you know the better thermals, the bigger screen. Uh, the the keyboard lack of the touch bar like all of the new design stuff is so great but you also get all of that in the base model whatever you know whatever new 16 inch macbook pro you buy you're getting you know all that great new design stuff and so then basically what i said was that the m1 max is probably going to be overkill for most people including me honestly and the the you know the m1 pro the base model m1 pro would honestly because when I tested the M1, like when you lent me the M1 MacBook Air like a year ago or a little less than a year ago, and and I tested that, like that was already that already no, seemed that's the like thing. powerful enough. There, it's an iPad. The M1 chip. from a year ago. I mean, the M1 is literally the same, yeah, like concept as the as the freaking iPad Pro, and they just put it in a laptop and they're like, Hey, guess what? Best chip in the world for like the average person. I mean, I think, I think, I think in the history of time, few technological advancements. Okay. That's a lie. But in the, in the past, like consumer electronics market, there's few things that you, that you can think of that have been more like just really, really, really good than the M one chip. It just does everything for most people for a really long time. I mean, that's the thing. Okay. I've been, I've been wondering about this because you know, a a lot of people spell doom and gloom. They're like, Oh, the Intel Macs are going to be phased out in like two seconds. I don't think that's the case. Six years is, or seven years really is, is a guarantee right now. Apple supports 2015 MacBooks, which means, you know, the software just came out. So a year from now, they will be seven years old. And if Apple does drop the 2015s next year, there's no guarantee they will. That's seven years of support. If they keep it going again, it's eight. So like seven, eight years of software support is really good. Um, And it's different than Windows. Like people are always like, oh, you can run Windows on a Pentium thing. It's like, okay, it's a little different. Um, Because Windows at a fundamental level, like that, (laughs) your Windows 10 installation on an old ass Dell random thing from 2006 is not the same as mac os support um but i think that i think that apple silicon is going to be supported for at least as long as ipads are supported and that means at least an additional year or two in my view because right now noah do you know the oldest yeah ipad that is officially supported. Obviously, we know the the iPhone 6s is the oldest iPhone, which again is going to be seven years, freaking crazy by the time it's dropped. But do you know what the oldest yeah. I- iPad is? Uh, are all of, of the iPad yeah. Pros supported? All iPad Pros. So that that is already dating back to okay. March of 2016, 15. Yep. Okay. It's impressive. Um, the oldest iPad or an iPad Air, but it's, which one? It's the iPad Air 2. I don't know. It sure is, bud. Wait, is that like 2014? It has an A8X <laughs> chip. Yeah. And it gets iPad OS 15. And okay. I mean, that that's nuts. That is legitimately nuts. That's it, it's already seven years old, eight years, if it gets discontinued next year, which I think is fairly likely. I can't see them going for nine, but if they did, I mean, good gosh, like like 
iPads as a concept have changed so much since 2014. Like, in, in 2014, it was just, like, iOS, but big. And now it's, like, its own, like, middle ground yep. operating system. And it still retroactively runs all the way back on that. So when people are like, oh, Apple Silicon is good, but it's going to advance so quickly that the first gen is going to be terrible, like the Apple Watch, right? That A lot of people said, oh, just skip the first generation, M1, M1X, when we called it that. Everyone just said, oh, skip it and, and just come back later uh, for, for Gen 2 or Gen 3 because then they'll have it all ironed out. I don't think – I mean, obviously, time has, has shown that that's not the case. The Apple Watch Series Zero, which was retro retroactively called the Series Zero, and then promptly dumped out to dry on a street like a deer carcass, because uh, it was awful. I mean, it was terrible. It no, it was like the the original Apple Watch is just not the same as what we have right now. The original Apple Watch was very rough i know we've said it before but i did yeah. have one for uh for about a week or two and, and then i returned it um but but yes the the original apple watch was was rough but i think the difference i think the reason why that comparison doesn't work is because apple has been making mm -hmm. chips like this for a long time like the m1 is a new name but it's just continuing you know, and the, like we said, the, it's the, the iPad, the iPad series Pro, chips, you know, which is continuing the, the iPhone series chips. Plus extra stuff. Yeah, exactly. So like the Apple Watch is a, it's a totally, it's a new product for Apple. It's a new form factor. There's a lot of like new things that they have to figure out. You know, they figured out the connectivity. It used to be completely uh, tied to the phone and then they realized you know, maybe it's better if the watch is a little bit more independent, like all these things. Like there was so much to figure out there. The chips, I feel like Apple has proven that they are very competent at designing chips. And it's not like this is a new thing for them. It's a new name. It's a new, you know, product line, but it's and not a I, new thing I do also want to address, really this is isn't. another uh, sentiment that I've seen, which is essentially saying like, skip it because they're going to double performance every year for the next couple of years. Um, that, that argument doesn't hold up because whenever something comes out, you can make the argument that whatever comes after it's going to be better. That's kind of, you know, the point. So like, if you're always chasing the latest and greatest, you're never going to get there because it's always a year away from being outdated. That's just how technology works. So when you look at M1 Pro and M1 Max, if you yep. say, oh, I'm going to skip this one because next year it'll be faster, you're going to end up skipping things for a lot of years. I mean, uh, uh, and now there are some cases where it makes sense to do that. Like a lot of people that have uh, purchased the new MacBooks are coming from uh, the original generation Retina MacBook Pro, 2012 through 2015. And they weren't necessarily skipping that because mm -hmm. of performance under the Intel, uh, Intel days, but because of like, you know, lack of ports, bad cooling, the touch bar, the butterfly keyboard, a whole myriad of reasons. Now that those reasons are gone, if your only yeah. reservation is that there's going to be a fast one that's better in a year or two, then you're playing a fool's game. If you need the I mean, we're 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 talking about we're talking about some of the fastest laptop chips in the world with graphics that can rival you know a discrete rtx gpu and it's in a package that has a total system wattage of like 95 that's there's no need to to say oh well i'm gonna wait for the better one like if it does what you want it to do and hint it's probably overkill anyway then you really don't need to wait on it like, it's not like Apple's going to redesign the MacBook Pro. Like, th this design, get used to it because it's probably not going to change for four years from now. Straight up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think least. four is a pretty, good, a pretty good number because if I you – so if you look back in time of the MacBook Pro's history, the original generation was basically – the the first generation MacBook Pro was only two years. 
And so I've seen some people say like, oh, well, there's going to be big changes because when the MacBook Pro came out, they redesigned it in two years. And that was, you know, the transition to Intel. So they think, okay, that'll happen again now. Um, again, can't really compare 15 years apart, whatever. Um, but the, the, the thing was the first generation MacBook Pro, which I've actually got a video coming out um, in, a, in about a week about, um, that was essentially a tweaked version of the PowerBook G4 design. Do you remember those, Noah? It became, it's like, it's much more popular yeah, as do. the MacBook Pro design because the MacBook Pro was more popular. But um, that was one of Apple's longest lasting laptop designs. It debuted in 2003 and it lasted until 2008. So the original MacBook Pro was to the Power Mac more like what the 16 inch MacBook Pro was to the 15 inch, if that makes sense to you. It was like a minor tweak, but not a new design. Hmm. And so um, right. after that, there was the unibody. That was 2008 to 2012, four years. And then 2012 to 2016, four years. And then 2016 to 2021, five years. So that was another super cycle. But that, I think, was just because um, it took them a long time to develop this new generation. So I think we'd probably be back on a four-year cycle for design and I, the thing that I'm most excited about is I guess so there's there's sort of like two main things that are coming up um, in the arm pipeline that TSMC works on that are going to be interesting because so far what we've seen is with M1 Pro and M1 Max mm -hmm. Apple's like hey we're going to make this faster was essentially like, hey, we're going to throw more cores at the problem, right? You, you, take, you take your M1, you double the perf cores, you, you quadruple the GPU cores, boom, you, you got yourself a pro-level chip. Same exact cores all around. However, there's only so far you can go with that, right? Eventually, you run out of you know, physical space. Uh, the larger a chip die gets the more expensive it is to manufacture because on your given piece of silicon wafer, there's fewer of the chips, which means that your percentage of ones that are defective right. is going to be lower. And of course, if that doesn't mean anything to you, think about all of the different variants with the double bend ones and the 24 core GPU. Those are just slightly defective full fat M1 maxes. In fact, um, one fun fact, Noah, I put, I, I, there's an application that you can look at the, the temperature sensors, TG Pro, you should download it. And on my 24 core uh, GPU variant of the M1 Max, uh, the, the GPU clusters, because it's clustered by eight, like the MacBook Air, or uh, like the M1, basically, it's like four M1s. So even with the 24 core GPU, it shows four eight core clusters and just one of them is software deactivated basically. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, and that confirmed to That's me, really there was a suspicion that, you know, Apple went, goes through and just like deactivates certain cores, but it's a little harder than that. It's by cluster. So it, honestly, it's kind of a bummer because there's a decent chance if you have a 24 core GPU that you probably have 31 perfectly usable GPU cores. But if, if one of the cores in one of the clusters is gone, then that's kind of the end of the story. Hmm. Sorry, that was a really yeah, long ramble. Sense. Did any of that make sense? Yay. Yes, I think it did. I think I yeah. would just say, I, yes, I think I think that <laughs> made some sense. Um, I think that, yeah, like you said, the you know, the four year design, uh, you know, that that makes sense as far as like people, you know, you're always waiting for the next powerful that, you know, the one that's more powerful that's coming out. First of all, I'd be curious to see if we get new 
MacBook Pros in a year from now because I would not be surprised mm. if it takes them longer to upgrade them because now they're running. If you look at like the iPad Pro, they had the the new design. Like, okay, the iPhone and the Apple Watch, you know, every year in September or maybe October, I guess. But, but you know, every year in the fall, we get new ones. The iPad, I feel like, uh, you know, has been a bit different. Like we had, you know, f- fall of 2018 was when the new iPad Pro design was unveiled. And then that stuck around until when was it like? Uh, winter, it was like uh, like February oh, the, or March of 2020. Yeah. That was the first. It was, I think, yeah, update. it was March of 2020, which and that was barely anything. You know, that was the the A12Z. Yeah, that was um, very small. Up, they added update. lidar and, then, and the additional camera. That that's yeah. basically. Oh, and they they doubled the base storage to 128, but that was it. Yeah, very minor. Yeah, pretty minor. And then there was the somewhat bigger one with the mini LED, yeah. although that's still not, not on the as, 11 it's inch, not right? It's still 12.9 only. Um, so the Pros. it's honestly a little disappointing because I don't, I, I, I don't think the 12.9 inch feels like a fully baked product in some ways. Hmm. But like, yeah, so that's been, you know, it's been almost three years at this point. Uh, since the iPad Pro, uh, the initial iPad Pro, uh, you know, the, the the new redesign came out, and there hasn't been mm-hmm. all that much that's happened to it. Like, obviously, it's gotten faster, and, you know, there's been a couple of little things, but, like, I have my 11-inch 2018 iPad Pro, and I can't think of a single reason to, to upgrade it. And I can't imagine, you know, for, even for the next couple of years, uh, from now, I can't imagine yeah. needing to upgrade that device. It's still plenty fast, still modern design, still supported, obviously. Like, And I feel like the Macs are going to be the same, mm-hmm. especially now that they have the Apple Silicon in them. They're just, I do think, though, that Apple has just, more you know, of an the same incentive thing. with the Mac to, to make more frequent changes. Because I guess there's kind of two sides of the coin, right? Uh, side one is really good for the consumer because it means... Like you and I, I've I've got a totally base model. It's it's even sixty four gigabytes. My twenty eighteen iPad Pro. Um. So we both have the original. Yours is twice the storage, but not cellular or anything like the very low end. Mine was seven hundred eight hundred dollars. Um, yours was like nine hundred or whatever, and they're, they're three years old now. And there's absolutely no reason to upgrade. Not none, none at all. And that, yep. Uh, I mean, I've got, I've even got the mini LED iPad Pro, and I use my 2018 more. <laughs> like, it's it's no, it's it's very. It's a predicament for Apple because if they're selling you a product that's so good, eventually everyone's gonna have one. Uh, th- that's kind of the problem that Ford ran into in like the 1920s. Because they basically made every car exactly the same. You know, the famous quote by Henry Ford was, you can have your Model T in in any color you want as long as it's black. Because they only sold black cars, and all the cars were the same. They were all very basic, and it was like, everyone can have one. This is the car for the masses. Uh, but the problem was, by, you know, within 10, 15 years, everyone had a Ford Model T, and there was no reason to buy a new one because why would you? You didn't get anything new or different. So they got creative, and that's why we ended up with you know colors and model years and changing the design and not really changing other stuff, but just making it look different. Um, and, and Apple basically needs to do that. It, it, you know, if they're selling you an eight hundred dollar iPad that lasts you three years, that's great for you, but not great for them because they want you to be compelled by the new one. So I think they, I, I think they do have to do that with the Mac. I, um, I mean, right. obviously the Mac is a longer term product anyway. More people are likely to keep their Mac for a couple of years, but yearly updates are because c- every year, if you update the product, you're reaching a different subset of people who are more ready to upgrade. Um, 
So I, I do agree with you, though. I don't think we're going to be getting yearly updates anymore. I mean, it's our, it's been a year with M1, essentially. I don't think th- that's not going anywhere right now. Yeah. It doesn't need to. Yeah, those, uh, yeah, I mean, the, those, uh, you know, the 13 inch MacBook Pro, the MacBook Air, you know, there's the talk about the colorful that Maybe. will probably be called the MacBook and not the MacBook Air. I, the naming, the naming rumor, rumor that I agree like with. A, I don't um, know about the naming, but I, what I do, what I do think absolutely is no more M1 13 inch MacBook Pro. I'm steadfast on that. I think it's dead. You think that there's, it's just going to be 14 okay, inches, do you want to hear my conspiracy after theory? this MacBook Pro. Do you guys all, you guys are about to hear, I, I'm Go working on a video probably later. So most people are going to forget about this, but you guys get a sneak peek at this video. I, I have a, a theory. I think I know what Apple's master plan is. Okay. So okay. these, these two MacBooks. Got me thinking. Fourteen and sixteen inch MacBooks, but the whole like the whole thing is that they're the same thing. It's like an iPhone Pro and Pro Max, right? Same phone, two different screens. The only right. difference is the size. Now obviously that's not strictly true in this case because there's you know battery, thermals, whatever, but configurations, thermals, design, mini LED promotion, all the same. So, we're now hearing these rumors. 27-inch iMac, ProMotion, Mini-LED coming out. Why not do the same thing with the iMac? Why not have two larger screen iMacs with M1 Pro and M1 Max, and the only difference is screen size and $200 or $300 price difference, and just have two different larger iMacs just like you have two different larger MacBooks but then this is where it gets even crazier so that's sort of apply the MacBook strategy to the iMac but then Noah work backwards 24 inch iMac the fun iMac for everyone we right now have two I think quite redundant MacBooks Air and Pro get rid of those one MacBook so you have one fun and colorful MacBook for everyone, one fun and colorful iMac for everyone, and then you have one pro-level Mac in two sizes and two, and, and then one pro-level iMac in two sizes. It's the perfect six-product laptop-desktop strategy. That does right? seem... Pretty clean. Put that yeah. MacBook at eleven ninety nine. Split the yeah. difference between the Air and the Pro. Give you enough features over the Air to make it seem worth it. Um, but be cheaper than the Pro because then you know it's just better. Eleven ninety nine. Maybe even twelve ninety nine. I don't know. I hope not. Apparently, it might get Mini LED though. That'd be nuts. But that's yeah. So that's my conspiracy theory. You may or may yeah. not see a video on it. I may or may not try to you know back it up with some information, perhaps. Um, so we'll see about that. But that's my hypothesis. Uh, someone also I did want to address. Uh, someone pointed out that before I went on my little rant there, um, they were gonna they they thought I was going to explain the upcoming. Uh, soupy wafer uh, layer chips. I I need to get more familiar with that particular uh, aspect, but there's a lot of advancements that TSMC and ARM are working on that are gonna be huge. So the layered chips one, that's a big that's a big deal. I need to do more research before I am comfortable talking about it. So that'll be for December, I guess, Noah. But the two things that are gonna happen within about two or three years are arm v9 and the three nanometer node um and and actually technically arm uh, tsmc is also working on a four nanometer node 
but it's really a marketing term for like five nanometer plus plus. Basically, it's like a refinement of five nanometer. It's, I don't know what they're doing. They're kind of weird. But <laughs> the long and the short of it is ARM V9 is a big deal because it means, you know, take the same cores that we have now. Boom. Guess what? They're 15% more efficient and 30% more powerful. That's basically what it means. Hello. So imagine, you know, yeah, the 2023 nice. or maybe even 2022, I don't know, uh, M- M2 Pro could get three hours more battery life and be 30% more powerful. Zero differences in core count. Heck yeah, I'll take that. Then then there's the three nanometer, which once again allows you to shrink the die, yeah. less heat output, better battery life, more cores on the same size package. Like th- 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 those are big things. And then you've got layering chips. Dude, there is so much good stuff going on in the ARM world. It's going to be a crazy decade. Yeah, that stuff definitely seems very exciting and I will be I will be very curious to see because I feel like a lot of the the Macs like if you compare like the 2016 MacBook Pro to like the mm-hmm. 2018 or even the 16-inch MacBook Pro, they're like there's a difference, but you know they're just taking whatever Intel's like latest chip for that year is and putting it in there, and you know it's a little bit of an improvement. But I feel like if you take this uh, MacBook Pro and you compare it to like the last of this design, I I would be very curious to see how big of a difference there is there because I think it would be a yeah bigger I than mean, it's... we've seen before. Whew, there really is a lot to look forward to. Oh, you know what? Someone else just pointed out here. There were do you remember do you remember Noah? There were some rumors, I can't remember if they were legit or not, that Apple had at some point been testing a fifteen inch MacBook Air. I, oh, I don't just found remember it. that rumor. Okay, so... But I believe you. Hmm. Okay, it looked like... It looked like this was a come-and-gone rumor. So in Jan- uh, February of this year, uh, Gurmy, Mark Gurman, reported on a larger 15-inch MacBook Air that was in testing, which I, I think would be pretty killer. And then... Oh, so it looks like in in June there was another rumor that was Apple Apple considered launching a 15-inch MacBook Air, but they found that it was uh, it was discussed in 2007 before the original MacBook Air even came out. So mm-hmm. apparently Wow, apparently as far back in 2007, the 15-inch model was scheduled for a launch in the first half of 2008. That's when the original MacBook Air came out. Wow. That is really funny. Could you imagine? See, I think I think that would be a fantastic idea. A fantastic idea because... I mean, I, I think I actually talked about this when I did my first 16-inch M1 Max or the M1 Pro review. A lot of people buy 16-inch. I mean, look at this thing. This is a monster. A lot of people buy these um, just because it's a larger screen. A lot of people just really seriously need screen real estate. I know several people who have uh, 16-inch MacBook Pros that by no means are able to take advantage of the power that is on tap uh, aside, you know, maybe playing the Sims here and there, you know, like people, people are absolutely going to be buying these things and have no use for the kind of performance that comes with that. So if you offer a 15 inch MacBook air, you open up this whole new Avenue of like, Hey, I want a thin and light laptop, but I also want kind of like a big one. I mean, you look at the LG Graham. That was their strategy. It's like a 15-inch Ultrabook. 
and there's not a lot of them out there. I think it would be a really interesting opportunity for Apple to like almost pioneer that category with the exception of a few sort of like quirky PC laptops out there. Yeah, that's a good point because one of the main, uh, I don't want to say issues, but like one of the main things with the initial M1 was that yeah. it was, you know, 13 inch for the laptops. And I've always used, well, it's not true always, but since like 2011, I had 15 inch, you know, obviously now 16 inch and I, I've used the smaller screen size Absolutely. and like, it's fine, but I like having that extra space yeah. and I use, you know, take advantage of the extra space. So I feel like that would be, and you know, I'm happy to get the MacBook pro best of the best, you know, I'm happy to have the extra power, obviously, you know, yeah. the one that I have is, is a little bit much, yeah. but you know, base, a base 16 inch, that's, you're good to go there. Um, but no, having like a, a MacBook Air style in like 15 or 16 right. inch display, like a Dude, lot of people imagine, would, imagine would, would like that. that it's fanless, a fanless thin and light 15 inch laptop. Dude, I would, I would probably use that more often do than it. the 16 inch. Seriously. I'm dead serious. Same, like, you know, same bezels design and the notch, which is what we're expecting now on the, I think that's going to be a trend across all the MacBooks now, that, like, display design. Um, the the squared off, no more taper. Uh, that's, you know, the, the, the rumor that Prosser had with the colors. Dude, oh, my God. Just saying this out loud. Imagine having, like, a sky blue 15-inch, half an inch thick fanless macbook air with a 15 inch mini led display an m2 chip white keyboard and probably white bezels unfortunately or maybe i don't know maybe they'll pull it off dude that is literally such a good idea at like 1600 bucks heck yeah i would cop that all day long Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see it. And like Apple is, is, I guess they always have, but like with the new MacBook Pros, they're being very clear mm -hmm. that these are meant for professionals. Like all of their ads, like all of their language about it is very clear that it's meant for pros. But yet if you want a non-pro machine, yeah. a non-pro laptop, I should say, it's a, you know, you're stuck with a 13 inch display. So I could see them, you know, I don't I, know why I they could haven't. see them, them doing it, uh, you know, and I, I don't think it would cut into it. I don't yeah. think it would cut into the 16 inch all that much to have like a, like a lower tier, the only, you know, the MacBook only Air thing style, is 15 inch or 16. You inch. have to assume there's some they reason that it. they haven't done it yet because clearly they had planned to do it 14 years ago. So like, why didn't they? What I don't know. Maybe Apple Silicon's different, but oh man, I really hope they do do it. Uh, this person pointed out here, twelve to seventeen inch in single inch increments. Um, I would even expand upon that. We there was an eleven inch MacBook Air, a twelve inch MacBook, thirteen inch you know everything. Mm -hmm. Now we have a fourteen inch MacBook, fifteen inch uh, MacBook Pros have been standard. The sixteen inches here. And there used to be 17 inch. So we've now had 11 to 17 inch devices. Uh, and this, this year, the 14 inch just plugged that gap there, made that consecutive. Yeah, there you go. I think, you know what I think? I think that Apple should release a 12 inch MacBook Air to make, to, uh, to, what's the word? Like make up for the, the 2015 MacBook. Okay. Okay, that that dude, was how not a good machine. How did Apple go all the way through development and supply chain and reselling that piece of garbage? That that absolutely terrible, redundant, pointless, stupid laptop. <laughs> but they didn't think, hey, 15-inch MacBook Air. That's that makes no sense to me. Dude, in 2016, 
the the MacBook lineup was ridiculous. It was ridiculous because okay, wait, I need to figure out when um, eleven inch MacBook Air. Okay, so they did kill that. Or no, they. Oh my god, yeah, twenty fifteen and sixteen were just absolutely hog wild because in twenty fifteen. You could buy an 11-inch MacBook Air, a 13-inch MacBook Air, a 12-inch MacBook, or a 13-inch MacBook Pro. And then in 2016, you could buy a 13-inch MacBook Air, a 12-inch MacBook, or for the same price, a 13-inch MacBook Pro that was more powerful but had half the storage for some reason. Um, and then you could – oh, and then there was the – then that didn't have the touch bar, so you had to pay $1,500 for another 13-inch laptop that did have the touch bar. Like, what were they doing? That was the messiest lineup ever. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a mess. I just feel like... Okay, I don't think that they're ever going to do the 12-inch because that would be cutting true. into ipad territory true. in terms of screen size um but but i just feel like to to like that 12 inch macbook because i remember you had one for some amount of time and yeah and i thought it was it's like the cutest little thing obviously it was you know terrible performance and it had you know the what was that the first oh. butterfly keyboard right yeah, and that was uh, you know the single port, whatever, whatever. So you can say what say what you want about that computer, but it looked it, <laughs> it looked really cute, and I feel like if Apple did that again, which they wouldn't do, but if they did it again, then they could they could actually do it right. Oh. And think about this, ready? That's the MacBook Mini. Then we have the the thirteen or fourteen inch MacBook, four, fourteen inch MacBook Pro, and then sixteen inch MacBook Pro <laughs> Max, and it's just like the iPhones. <laughs> There you go. They're not gonna. I'm not saying they're That'd gonna call hilarious. it the the MacBook Pro Max. They're not gonna call it that. But MacBook it's, Pro it's, Max with the M1. It's the Max same lineup God. as the phones. Dude, Apple's marketing. Team you know what? At this point, I wouldn't put it past. It's just them, a word honestly. search. I swear to God, like, <laughs> oh my! It's literally. It's dude. It's a word search. They have like six things they're allowed to use. And they just have to figure out, like, all right, well, we got to reuse this. <laughs> and that's the thing is because, like, clearly they're trying to make it <laughs> consistent, but it's not. It's not even a little bit, like, on the like the M1 Pro and M1 Max, they've separated out Pro and Max. But they also did that, wait, but they did that with AirPods, too. They had AirPods Pro and AirPods Max. But those aren't two different versions of a, of the same thing. Those are two completely different things. And then the iPhone Pro, that so then yeah. on the iPhone, it stacks. But the, And then on the iPad, <laughs> none. You don't get any Macs on the iPad. What the, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I – they, like, have the words – I think they have – yes, like you said, they have, like, a list of words that they can use, and they have general ideas. Mm. Like, this is what this word should evoke, but not – and then they Good. just – they're just like, oh, max means it's, like, but all the of their big stuff one means or, like, the best. best one. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, okay. They're a company of superlatives. I know. <laughs> but, like, it's literally – there's uh, like no yes, there's no consistency. It's like you'd think that if they use the same word in multiple places that there would be some sort of consistency, disgusting. but like there really isn't. Same with the colors. Uh, we've already talked about that. Now, I want to wrap yes, up today's we've episode. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, sorry, this month's episode. <laughs> Whoops. Uh sorry about that one, folks. You guys might just be a little bit bored for the next 2 weeks, 3 weeks. <laughs> Rip. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll surprise you with a bonus, like midweek episode or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. We could do that. We've never strayed away from our home Sunday night, but maybe we will. Um, to finish off this episode, I gotta confess something to yeah. you, Noah. I'm okay. I'm 
becoming increasingly likely to purchase a Pro Display XDR. I honestly thought that I, you already so, did. Given yeah. given what you've said to uh, me. There's a reason why I'm waiting. I don't want to pay I don't want to pay full retail for a two year old display. So that's why I've been waiting. But I want to get yeah. a quick poll up in here to finish off the episode. Because I mean, frankly, okay. I just I just need to be talked off a cliff here. I mean, I guess there's not a ton of other options. That's the problem. Um, I I mean, I want... I want a monitor that is larger than my 27-inch iMac. 27-inch displays, done with them. They're too small. They're tiny. So, I want a big screen. <laughs> Let me know when the poll is up, by the way. Um... Should I get a Pro Display so what's XDR? The, so yes this or poll no? is: Should you we'll just get? Keep it simple. See, look, see, see. Here's the thing. Okay, Here, here's okay. Here's the freaking deal, folks. This comment is exactly what everyone in my life has been saying to me. Wait until Apple releases another display, or just buy an LG True Tone display. Number one, the LG display, um, the Ultra Fine. It's the same panel in the iMac. I'm bored with it. I'm being totally petty and stupid here, but I'm bored with it. I want big. I want XDR. I, I think I want to up upload HDR YouTube videos, you know? I got these MacBook Pros. I want to be able to use their screens and have them look good, right? Now, this is, you know, more people than ever are going to be able to watch HDR content. And if I can edit it, that's a big deal. So, for me, HDR is a must. Greater than 27 inches, you know, 30 or 32, is a must. It has to also be able to charge. So it's got to be Thunderbolt. It's got to be able to charge the MacBook. And and I have it on good authority that there is not an imminent replacement for uh, the Pro Display XDR. I mean, it'll probably it'll probably come out next year. But quite frankly, I don't want to wait a year. Yes, I'm about to. Do you want to put to. the link uh, up, up as here. well? You can go to app.darkmodepodcast.com to vote here in our poll. Because we, I mean, oh my gosh. Should I do it? I'm going to vote yes because I'm going to play my own devil's advocate. Crap! I tipped the scales. It's already showing, <laughs> according to five people over four people, seven versus five now, that, that I have to do it. Now, to be clear, I'm not, I'm not going to pay you know, $6,000 with the stand. I'm going to find a way to pay less than that. But, like, are there really even alternatives for a 6K HDR you know, reference color, uh, Apple integrated display out there. Uh oh, people are talking me out of it now. Twenty nine are saying no, twenty are saying yes. <laughs> uh, panic! Oh, it's getting closer. Forty two percent yes, the fifty eight percent no. <laughs> I mean, it seems like, it seems like you. I guess you want people to talk you out of it, but it seems like you're yeah. pretty much sold. It seems like you're no, you're, you're not too happy I've that people are saying no myself. at this point. Someone said, no, I'm not color grading shit, which also I don't know what they're talking about or think they're talking about because I absolutely color grade every single thing. So, okay. <laughs> oh, man. And it's staying pretty Our consistent. Pulls about to close here. I see. For me personally, yeah, I don't know what to tell you because I don't need. Like I'm sitting in front of a 32 inch, uh, like not ultra, but just like a regular 32 inch, 3840 by 2160, and then up in my room I've got my 34 inch ultra wide, and like 
you know, those obviously they're not HDR and, yeah. you know, whatever the color performance is, whatever. But like, I don't really care about that myself and I'm just happy with this. But if you really, if the you really no, need the, you know, the, the color if accuracy I don't have and perfect color accuracy, and, uh, then my videos are going to look weird. Like that's, that's non-negotiable. I mean, if you, I'm saying if you need, like, I obviously don't need that, but like, if that's something that you need, you're going to pay more for it, whether it's, yeah, the poll Apple is closed not. and yeah, our poll is closed. 59% um, said no. 41% said yes. Unfortunately, um, the popular vote is meaningless because the electoral college has chosen yes. So... <laughs> Uh, if you don't like it, then bring it up with the Electoral College because I don't know what to tell you. It's not up to me, guys. This is about our democracy, and this is how it works. It's not up to you? If you're not from America, look up the Electoral College and um, Interesting. have fun because that's how our country works. It's super great and effective. Anyway, um, <laughs> Oh, gee, Do you know what you else know, is super great and effective? I don't. I think that ending this Whoa, episode at would what? be super great and effective. What would it be great and effective at? At 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 keeping our runtime. Oh, wow. At, okay, at now that's hour, interesting. Uh, okay, I could get behind that. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode or listening to this episode. It is a podcast after all. Sometimes I forget. Uh, we will see you guys potentially this month at a weird time, <laughs> if at all. Um, but at the very least, I can make you a, I'll make you a deal right here, right now. And that is that we'll see you on Dece December 5th at the latest. Oh, God. <laughs> At the latest. Well, what can you do? Oh, jeez. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. I've been your host, Luke Miani. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. We will see you eventually, and have a great night.